0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA member FDIC. Do you have a hard time recalling the information you just learned or sifting around for the technique or the word you want to talk about or remember? Well, I may have a solution for you right here, right now on Polly Campbell Simply Set. Hello, 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 and welcome to Polly Campbell Simply Said. This is the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And I think growth and learning is a part of that, but here's the thing. I take in this stuff, all kinds of information. I'm reading all day and listening to podcasts and studying different topics I'm curious about for different articles I'm writing and and books I want to write, and... I have a hard time recalling some of that information. Like my head gets overloaded. So I'm looking into ways to remember better, to learn it, to really make it stick. And so is my daughter. She has started anatomy, among other things that make my brain want to explode. And... She came home with these charts and you know these diagrams of the body and she has to know where all these uh, muscular systems are and the skeletal system, circulatory, all these parts of the body. And her vocab list is like pages long. And so we started talking about the difference between memorization and really learning and embedding the learning. And that's how I landed on this concept, retrieval learning. Now, have you heard about this? Um, I hadn't, but it makes so much sense. And it's some of the components that we might be using all along to actually embed what we're experiencing and learning in our minds so we can pull it out at any point. Because that's really the difference between memorizing and learning, right? Memorization is when we take in the material and we repeat it over and over and over until we can... uh, you know, repeat it without thinking about it. Learning a new word, for example. But real learning happens when we embed the information, when we embed the memory, and then we can recall it and use it and apply it at any point. That's the difference between memory and learning. We can all take stuff into our minds and brains, but learning is our ability to recall the information and apply it when we need it. And that's uncomfortable because it causes our brains to change, to remember and then process and then apply the new information. And when we are doing that, our brains are actually changing. They are actually developing new neural pathways to transmit those messages. So remember this, when you take on something new or you're learning new information in anatomy, for example, or whatever it is you're working on, it is unfamiliar and uncomfortable in the beginning because our brains are literally changing its superhighways, its information processing center, so that it can make that information more available to us. So that's a good thing. That's why though we talk about the comfort zone. When we step out of the comfort zone to learn a new language or uh, practice a new recipe or a new profession or whatever it is, it it does feel uncomfortable because our brains are shifting to accommodate that new knowledge. When you remember it like that and reframe it, I think it feels kind of powerful. It's, It's pretty cool that we can do that. So I experienced this over the last couple of years. You know, I'm a writer and I write all kinds of stuff and mostly nonfiction. And I joined a writer's workshop during COVID to study fiction. I wanted to do something different and uplevel my skills and and really just do something uh, while we were stuck at home during COVID. And, you know, I have an extensive writing experience and uh, it's been my profession for 25 years and i got in this workshop and i just struggled i would sit there in the workshop and take in the information from the teacher and the other participants and take notes and go over it again and when it would come to sitting down in my work the next day or the week later i had such a hard time applying what i'd learned It felt really bad. It felt really uncomfortable. And the writing was crappy, too. So that's never a good feeling, right? That happens, but it's never a good feeling. Then a strange thing's happened. About nine months into it, I mean, this was a while. I sat down at the computer to work on this project. And all that I had learned came out pretty effortlessly in the prose. I mean, I had a strong voice, I had interesting characters, I had tension and and good pacing, almost without thinking about it. Of course, I'd been thinking about it the whole year before, right? But the writing began to work. I had learned the lesson, not because I memorized and studied the notes from the class, but because I had taken what I was learning and I had practiced every day and every week and I had put them in my right even though it wasn't working I was practicing and applying the skills I was learning until ultimately I was able to apply it well you know ultimately I was able to take the learning and put it on the page and that's really how retrieval learning works so in my daughter's anatomy class she has a test coming up, and and we just used this to study her class. She studied her notes. She took, you know, she paid attention in the lecture. She took good notes. She studied her notes, and then it was all about retrieving that information from her brain, so that she could apply it to the exam, to the presentation. And that's what we've been working on. So I'm going to talk to you about that. It's called retrieval practice. I've seen it written as retrieval learning. And I think it's a fairly simple concept. And clearly, if it's working for me, it's very simple. It could work for anyone. But I think it makes a huge difference. And we know that you know, learning new material and working on things and growling and trying new things and languages and instruments and books and all this stuff throughout our life is really good for our health and well being. It boosts our cognitive health, right? there's a lower incidence of dementia but it's also fun learning new things contributes to our purpose and our meaning in life and that helps us live longer happier lives so this is worth thinking about i'm going to tell you more about retrieval practice and how we can use it right now no matter what we're doing to uh apply new material and new lessons and new experiences in our own life. This is Polly Campbell. You're listening to Polly Campbell's Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. On the best business network of ElectroCast. we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about implementing this concept of retrieval practice right here on Polly Campbell's Simply Said. And we are back. Welcome back to Polly Campbell Simply Said on the Best Business Network of Electric Cash. In this practice of retrieval practice, this method of learning and, and taking in information in a way that allows us to apply it And use it in our lives is really powerful, I think. I talked about using it in my business, right? At the top of the show, when I was talking about a new writing project I'm working on, these new concepts I wanted to learn, not only to know what they are and memorize them, but so that I could use them actually in my work. You can use this when it comes to management strategies or techniques for productivity in the workplace. You can teach it to your employees, and I'm working on it with my daughter who has pages of material to learn for anatomy, as you can imagine. Actually, I can't imagine I never took anatomy. There's a good reason I'm a writer. But in any event, learning and remembering are two different things, right? Memory allows us to index and retrieve information. We take it in, we filter it in our brain, and we set it in this index, this layer of pieces. The learning allows us to apply it. So we need to have both for this kind of learning and growth, right? We take in the information, we organize it in our brain, and that's all fine. But, you know, I studied the Greek gods when I was in seventh grade. I know I studied it. I memorized a hundred of them as part of my English lesson, and I can probably only recall a couple now years later. So I memorized them at the time, but I didn't learn them. I I memorized them so I could recite them on a test, but I can't apply them to anything in my life now because that knowledge uh, was filtered through my brain and stored, but not accessible to me because of how I studied it. Okay, So memory allows us to take in the information, to retrieve it. Learning allows us to uh, apply it. And that's the good part for us, that that's, you know, what boosts our lives. And the studies show uh, that a continuous learning process, you know, improves our life satisfaction, builds our confidence, all kinds of things. So this is what we're going for, not just the knowledge that we have the information in our head, but our ability to use it. All right, so how do we get that information out once it's in? How do we retrieve that information? Now, as I get older, I'm seeing a change in this too. Like, oh, I know I just read that, but what was it I just read? Or what was I just going to say? Okay, it doesn't matter what information we memorize if we can't access it and apply it to our experience, right? All the Spanish you learned in high school... It doesn't matter a bit if you can't find a bathroom in Spain or Mexico, right? So this is what retrieval practice does. This is how it helps. Here's how it works. You read something, you hear a lecture, you see something on television, you take in the information you want to learn, right? You see it, you take it in. And later, after some time has passed, you retrieve that information from your memory, not while looking at your notes or talking to other people or re-watching the video or rereading the passage, but by reflecting on what you learned earlier and then challenging yourself to retrieve it from your memory. When you can recall the pieces of things you already know without the reliance on the source material, it becomes embedded in your brain for easier recall. Does that make sense? We want that embedded aspect because once it's there, we can go right to it and pull out that information for use. It takes practice to do this because it's not enough just to read the stuff or just to hear the lecture or the TED talk or the pod ta- podcast. But for me, the way this has worked is I'll read the piece of my book I'll flag it or highlight it or make a note in my notebook that this piece in the book was interesting to me. That's that's the memorization. That's the, you know, accessing the information, okay? That's going to the information and taking it in to my memory and indexing or read. I'll make a note. I'll somehow flag it that it's important to me. And then once I'm done reading for the day or whatever it is I'm doing next, I will come back to that note in my mind, not by looking at the book, not by re-watching the the podcast or the video, but I will go back into my mind, into my memory, and try to retrieve that information. So when I was in my writer's workshop, I would hear something about creating tension in your writing, I would make a note of it, And I would sit there with that. And then, you know, later that night or or later in the week, I go back to that index in my mind and I try to recall what I had learned, what was said, without looking at my notes and anything. Now, the, the final part of this is after you do that, then you come back to your notes or you come back to the lecture, whatever it is. And you go back over that again to clear up any misunderstandings you have in your learning, to clarify points, to jog your memory. So when my daughter was studying for our anatomy test, she brought the material out after she had studied up from her lecture and looked at her notes. She brought the material out and she just talked through it with me and I was holding the notes. She wasn't accessing that material she was embedding in her brain what she had already remembered the information she'd already taken in by talking it through with me and i had her notes and and you know i'd quiz her on a few things what does this term mean or where's this located and we would talk through that her talking and me like clarifying points or whatever then at the end of that she picked up her notes again and went over the points she wasn't sure about. But here's what was so significant to me. She was able to recall and embed most of the points already without looking at her notes because her brain cycled through that index of memory to pull it out and then embedded it. So when we came back to it a couple hours later and did it again, she didn't miss a beat, right? Because it's the process of memorizing, taking in the information, storing it in our brain, and then retrieving it through conversation, or flashcards, or little quizzes, or however you do it, without relying on any outside information that embeds it in our memory. So for school-age kids, learning experts suggest using practice tests, short quizzes, flashcards, things that quickly prompt students to recall the information they learned earlier in the lesson without ever looking at their notes or the book it's the pulling out of this information that unaided retrieval that supports the learning so for me the way i've been doing it is is like i said i you know i'll read a book or be watching a show and wanting to diagram that to learn about the storytelling techniques or whatever it is i'm working on for the day and I'll make notes. I'll flag certain parts while I'm watching or while I'm reading. And then at the end of that program or study, I will sit there in my brain and I'll quiz myself. Or I'll write the question out. Why did this build tension? Or what was compelling about this character? Or what is one thing that occurred here? And I'll write those questions down for myself. And without re-reading or re-looking at my notes, I will just go through them and sort through them in my head and allow my brain to cycle through and retrieve the information it's powerful stuff so the next time a question comes to mind for you take a minute to reflect on what you know and what you can recall about the topic you you probably already studied some of this or experienced this so before you turn to google right before you go to the search search your mind, search your brain, and practice retrieving the information you may already have from the things you have studied in your life, the things you have practiced and experienced. Listen, we are exposed to new awesome things every day. And it's one of the most frustrating things to have this great experience or to hear something really interesting and not be able to place it or remember it or use it in our lives. You know, I know a lot of people who are learning new languages right now and having these new travel experiences and taking in all this information so that they can be prepared for their trips or their new course or their new job. And it's frustrating to be exposed to this world of opportunity and cool stuff and not be able to learn it, remember it. But I think it's all in how we process. So Take in the information, index it in your brain. That's the memory, right? And then after you take it in, challenge yourself without going to the notes or without searching Google or anything else to recall what you just learned. And in the process of retrieving that information, you are likely to embed it in your brain in a way that you can use for your next adventure. Sound good? I think so. I think this is powerful stuff. And I write more about it in uh, the Simply Said Community Substack, which you can join and be part of it now. And you find that at polycampbell.substack.com. And try this retrieval practice and leave me a comment or a note and let me know how it's working for you. Because listen, we know growth. We know learning, continuous learning throughout our lifetime. It enhances our life. It helps us engage in life, create meaning and purpose. It helps us live longer, happier lives. It's part of our well-being and health, and that's fun. It's a part of the fun to bring in new stuff, and to pick new things up. And at least you know we can learn how to use our phones and the upcoming technology using this practice. In any event, take in the information, grow throughout your life. And then learn how to take it in so that you can use it to create the life you want. When we do that, we will all live well, do good, and be happy. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour.